Today, my nephew Chris and I talk about the reel he made, questions my mom would ask me since she passed away. He created it as his mom's diagnosis day was nearing, and he saw a trend on TikTok that tugged at his heart. I asked if I could share it on Daughters Without Moms. He said yes, and it went viral. And since this is episode number 44, we thought it would be appropriate. If you know, you know. Hi, this is Beth, and welcome back to the Daughters Without Moms podcast. Although today I don't have a daughter without a mom, today I have my nephew here, Chris. Chris, unfortunately, is a son without a mom because my sister is his mom, will forever be his mom, even if she's not physically with us anymore. And Christopher is the person behind the reel that probably led a lot of you to this podcast because it blew up. Um, Christopher created the reel with the title that said questions. I think my mom would ask me since she passed away. And, you know, I actually think that that was posted in, it was posted in at the end of October because I shared it on Amy's diagnosis day. So it's been a good six weeks since it posted and it is still getting likes and watches and all of the things Let me just tell you the impact that this has had on my tiny little Daughters Without Moms profile here. That reel that I shared has 2.6 million views, million people, 2.6 million views. It has over 6,300 comments. And I went from just reaching about 1,000 followers, I think, to over 12,000 followers now. So Welcome to all of you that are here from watching my nephew's reel. So he has graciously agreed to come on today and just to talk about the reel. We're not going to talk about his journey with with losing my sister because it's still pretty, pretty new for them. Um, But he did agree to come on and and share about the reel because I'm not technically savvy. Like this is as good as it gets here, jumping on Zoom and recording podcasts. So I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs behind it, but uh, so he's going to share some of that with us today. So thanks, Chris, for saying yes. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and getting to talk to you. So yeah. Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> well, I sincerely appreciate it. I sincerely, I, I tried to ask him to be my social media manager, but he's, he's already busy. He has a <laughs> full-time job. And quite honestly, he ended up being my social media manager in one reel. So um but this thing just went viral. And Chris and I were talking a little bit before we started recording because you originally did it on TikTok, right? Yep. Yes. yep. And I'm not on TikTok and your sister shared it, which then I saw it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, Chris, can I share this? And your TikTok video had a lot of views, but it didn't go viral like mine. And you said, well, that's probably because of, of my audience, the Daughters Without Moms audience. But I don't know, this thing took and yeah, found an Instagram algorithm that liked it and it just took off. Um, so tell me what what made you decide to make the reel? Yeah, um, so I think that night I was just feeling particularly more sad about my mom um, and not having her here with me um, around that time that I made the TikTok on my account was um, coming up on her 10, I think it was 
10 years since she had been diagnosed or maybe 11, <laughs> but it was, um, I was just getting more sad about it and, and wanting to have an outlet, I guess. So uh, my outlet was scrolling through emotional TikToks and um, like trying to trigger sadness, I guess, to let something out. And I found that sound um, of the TikTok and a lot of people had made pretty like emotional videos about friendships, um, talking to them, their younger selves, what questions they think that their younger version would ask just to see where they are now. So um, it was just a, a beautiful kind of sound that had a lot of great videos attached to it. And I found one that particularly made me really emotional. Um, it was a video that a girl had made where her and her best friend, um, as they grew up, what questions they would ask themselves now that they're older. So like, are they still best friends? Yes. Um, do we still ride horses? No, but we got boyfriends. <laughs> All these very good questions that um, showed them growing up through life together. And then at the end, it said, um, did we get tattoos, like we said? And the girl said, um, you didn't, but I did. And then it showed that she had gotten the tattoo in honor of her best friend who had passed away. So um, once I saw that, it, it I started I probably cried a ton <laughs> after seeing that so um that was kind of what made it, it, it persuaded me I guess to like make my own version of it because it really connected with me um and I wanted to kind of have that same conversation with my mom because it it felt good to um, imagine what it would be like if she were talking to me. So, mm. so did that, it just happened that night you were, you were yeah. scrolling and like, and you just created that in one night. Yeah. I, um, I was already, it was like after work, after, after dinner, probably that I was getting emotional. I think it was probably like nine or 10 PM. So I was watching all these TikToks and then that one really clicked with me. So I followed the same kind of format, um, that she had done but um, use the same sound. And then I stayed up to like 1.30 in the morning, probably making it. So okay. I just it then. Wow. Because like I, the people that I have talked to that have said that it just touched their hearts. It's I'm like, he probably spent hours picking out those pictures. Cause it was like, you literally picked the most perfect pictures for your questions. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like you had a folder and you were like for weeks, which is, this is why I don't do that kind of stuff. It would have taken me forever. Yeah. Yeah. So my process for that was I already had an album on my phone that I've organized um, through just years, I guess, of collecting all the pictures of my mom that I had. So I knew that I could go to that album to find great pictures of her. And then um the rest of the pictures I had included there were just some recent pictures of like me and my sister a mm -hmm. uh, picture of my dad and I at Virginia Tech um was a recent trip that we took down there um and then your picture of you skiing I, I was like I don't have any single pictures of you on my phone so I went to your Facebook and <laughs> found that one there uh, and I figured that you would be okay with that I, I didn't I, it was one third in the morning so I wasn't going to ask you but I was like I think she would appreciate those anyways. So, oh yeah, I loved being included. <laughs> I felt honored to be included in it. Um, but yeah, the pictures that you picked and let's just confirm to everybody. He did not go to Penn state. That was just a shirt. in one yeah. of the, in one of the pictures, he is a hokey. 
So <laughs> shout out to all the Hokies that uh, commented on your on your reel. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the pictures you just picked were just so awesome. Um, and, you know, I I've I've you know, I do do some research about, you know, trying to stay relevant on social media. And I see some people say, oh, like, you know, posting a video of pictures is out. Well, we're here to tell you it is not because mm -hmm. every single one, it was just pictures, right? They were all yeah. pictures. Yeah. It was all pictures turned into a video, but um, the, the pictures that you chose were just, were just great, just beautiful. Yeah. Um, I really, really love them. So, okay. So it was a trend because I asked Chris before we started court recording, is this a trend? And I don't really understand what that means, but you explained what that means. Um, because some of the people commented, well, you won this trend, um, yeah. <laughs> which you know, I'm not on TikTok, so I had no idea about it, but I love the spin that you took. Um, and we have had a couple people who have used, it says that it's the daughters without moms, um, soundbite. But it's, you know, it's just because I shared your video, but a couple people have done the same. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, we've been able to see that because of, because it used that, um, that video, the audio, but that's been really cool to see too. people, other people doing the same thing, um, just yeah. because it connected so well. I think that was one of my favorite parts of you having posted the video and it gaining so much traction was seeing that other people started to use the sound to share their own stories of people that they've loved that have passed away and having that same conversation with them. Um, it was great to see that because I could just put myself in their shoes and I know how I felt when I was creating the video. It helped me um, get those emotions out that I was looking to. And um, I think at the, by the end of the time that I finished creating the video, it was just making me happy because I got to imagine myself having that conversation. So I'm glad that other people took that um, video and, and wanted to have their own story with it. So I, I loved seeing those videos that people made. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you said that. Like I was wondering how, you know, you said during that, that night that you were looking for emotional videos to kind of trigger, you know, those feelings in you, and then you did it. And then after, after you finished you you just said you did feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that like, I mean, while I was making the video, I was crying the whole time I watched like every time I would add a picture or some sort of um, question that she would have asked me. Um, all of those were very like emotional and meaningful things that I would have wanted my mom to know. Um, but overall, um, it really helped me with my grief and wanting to have that um, outlet. So it was a great <laughs> way to have that um, put out into the world. And I, I wasn't really making it with any intention for it to blow up or go viral. Um, on TikTok, it's so random if that ever happens. So I was just kind of doing it on my own and I wanted to have that video for myself. And uh, I posted on my account, which is mostly just friends following me. So it got a little bit of traction, like you said, but um, it was just nice to have like a, a time where I was thinking about my mom and doing something that made me like reminisce, I guess. And it felt good having that conversation. That's all I can say. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And I think it just goes to show, you know, that everybody, everybody grieves differently and everybody processes grief differently. And yeah, like you said, you totally didn't create this as for for any other purpose other than your own processing, you know, but it's sure apparent that we all needed it because so many people um, have connected to it and and complete strangers is what some of the comments have been like i don't even know you and your family and i'm like ugly crying right now (laughs) you know um lots of the comments have been just about how it reached people in their hearts um so that was one of the things like i was wondering you know did any did so besides being your aunt i'm also a mom and could most certainly say to you that I would know how proud that she is of you. Um, But there were so many different kinds of comments that people made on the reel. Over 6,000. Were there any in particular, not like one specific comment, but any sort of generalization of comments that you were happy to see or that touched you? Yeah, um, I think the most touching comments were the ones from people who were saying, like, as you mentioned, a stranger that um, would say, you know, I didn't, I don't know you or your family, but I can tell you for sure that your mom is proud of you, um, that she's still watching over you and and she knows all this already. So I think I've read one like that where she's like, oh, she already knows this. And it, at first I, w- I was a little caught off guard by the, the writing of it, but then like I read it again and kind of processed it more and I felt like comforted by it, you know? Um, it's not like they were dismissing my reasoning for making a video, but, um, reinforcing the idea that, you know, you can still talk to your mom all the time and and she's aware of what's going on in your life, even though she not, she might not be, you know, here with you physically, but you always have that person with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of this, the ones that I saw over and over again was that, man, it was happy and sad all at the same time. Many people said, you know, that this, this made me sad, but also was like the best part of my day. Um, Lots of, this is the best video I've ever seen. This is, you know, um, by far the, the best reel ever, reel of the decade I saw on one. Um, And I think you just perfectly touched that mix of happy and sad, you know, because it, it it was it was I mean it ended up being happy for you at the end because you were allowed able to process your feelings and you know feel like you were having a conversation with Amy, um, but it is you know sad that these you've had now, um, you've had it'll it'll be three years in January you know without her these things that have happened in your life without her um, and there's just there's some sort of I'm not going to find the right word for it, but there's some sort of sweet synergy between like, sometimes those are our best moments in our lives. Like we talked a lot about sometimes some of my best times with Amy was in the hospital just Mm -hmm. because like it was, they were the most bittersweet, but also the most real times that we had together. Because when you're in the hospital for days on end and hours on end, and you're making tea at 4am, you know, um, I don't know what the right word for it is, but it's, it's beautiful and sad and sweet all mm. at the same time. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I definitely agree with that. Like 
that was my emotions throughout the video and it, every time I watch it still um yeah you definitely wish that you could have that question answered by her um you know and if I were calling her on the phone or, or talking to her in person but um having the ending you know where I was able to tell her that I am happy you know even though she isn't with me anymore and I wish she was um I've been able to you know share with her the moments of my life since then that provide that happiness so um I think that was kind of a good feeling you know seeing other people say that they you know they think it might be sad but it also made them happy um that's how I felt when I saw the first video of, of the girl who made that with, about her best friend um and I saw like three other ones of people making it with those kind of um stories and it just really grabbed onto me and I had the same reaction you know I think I cried for those TikToks I saw um and I didn't I have no idea who they are but um they made me feel that emotion so um I wanted to make that to have with my mom and you know it's been really special to me that people have connected with it in the same way and been able to feel that sadness that I felt but also you know have that feeling of pride or happiness, um, even though she's passed away. So mm -hmm. it's really been touching to know that so many people have seen the story of, of me, but most importantly, my mom. Um, that's really what I wanted to get across in the video. So mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that so many people have seen the beautiful person that my mom was. Yeah. You should connect with that girl on TikTok. It'd be interesting <laughs> for you to be like, listen, this is what I did based on watching yours, you know what I mean? Just yeah. because then she would kind of know that she had the same kind of impact on you, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. for her to see what you did based on being inspired by her. Um, one of the one of the other, uh, several people also commented that I saw that said, wow, I'm gonna call my mom right now and tell her that I love her. And I thought, you know, that's that's really cool too, because until you've experienced the loss of someone that, that you love, I, you know, you go through life kind of with your, the rose colored lenses, which is great, which is, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but boy, your angle, your lenses definitely change after the loss, um, like what you've experienced. So I think, you know, without, it's not that it was done in any judgmental or, you know, condemning kind of way, but just to say, Hey, you know, yeah, if your mom's still here, and she's a good person, tell her you love her, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I I'm, love I'm that, you... that people thought that, you know, that was a reaction for some people. Um, I mean, I didn't want anybody to do that. But I mean, I'm glad that people thought that and maybe followed up with actually talking to their mom. I know, like, just from my own experience with being younger, and my mom passing away at like a young age, I guess. Um, I wish that I would have talked to her more and I have a lot of friends you know who all they all, most of their moms are still alive so anytime I have a friend around me and they're upset with their mom or complaining you know I I don't say it a lot but sometimes I'll just be like you know you should be nice to your mom or something like that like so um, I don't know I don't ever want to like push my experience on people but uh, you definitely do become appreciative and stuff like once your mom has passed away and you wish you would have had more conversations with her. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, I totally agree. Um, 
So, you know, I had started to say earlier that everybody grieves differently. And that's the one thing that if I've learned since starting the podcast and the Daughters Without Moms profile and stuff is that, first of all, there's no right or wrong way to grieve um, and that we all grieve differently. And like with with your family, with with Amy being gone, with your mom being gone. So it left you, your sister and your dad And I think naturally this happens when there's only one female left, like your sister tries to become the maternal person in the family, which can then, you know, like cause a triangle that nobody wants, but she feels that's what she feels like she should do. Um, And everybody just, you know, grieves differently. Some people don't like to talk. Some people do like to talk. Um, Some people like to write. Some people like to draw. Uh, and I just love that you found this outlet that you yeah. found. Yeah. That you found something that felt good for you. Yeah, yeah I agree. I completely agree with um, you saying, you know, everyone grieves differently. I think within our family, you know, you, my sister, my dad, all of our cousins, like your kids, everyone has gone about the grief process for my mom passing away differently um especially anything me and my sister are very different um I don't really outwardly like express any sort of you know things other than this video you know that was kind of my one big time that I wanted to say something but I mean I wasn't intending for it to be big but um yeah I I feel like I mostly keep to myself and have memories that come to my mind all the time and that's how I've processed my grief you know I've definitely I'll never get over this but I'll get through it you know so yeah I I agree with that and um I'm glad that I had this way to share it as well you know for me it was amazing and made me feel like very happy towards the end of it so yeah Yeah. I, I agree and I'm glad that so many other people were able to connect with it as well yeah and now you have it forever you know And then five years, 10 years, you know, when you look at it again, you'll be like, wow, you know, that was so, so cool then, but you'll probably have to make other ones and, you know, (laughs) update what, what goes on in your life, or maybe, you know, you'll find different ways to, to be able to, you know, find a way to connect your grief in a way that's honoring to Amy and to your own self, you know, Um, because that's one thing like, you know, as being your aunt and someone who loves you, you know, I have reached out to both you and your sister and to you specifically and said, you know, what can I do that's helpful to you? I don't want to try to push what works for me on you. What can I do to be supportive of you and show you that I love you? And you're always so kind. And you say, I know you love me, but it's just, that's, that's an acknowledgement of the way that everybody grieves differently. Um, And just as a parent too, like I've, realize that I have to be, I have to be aware of the receiving end of the relationship too. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I can't just, I can't just um, always plow forward thinking that we're all on the same page and that everybody understands, like, as, as my kids become adults, I've had lots of conversations been like, okay, listen, this is going to be, I don't want you to think that I think this, or, you know, it's Thanksgiving and you have to come home. I understand if you're going here, you know, it's just all those things that happen as you, as relationships grow together and people, you know, get older and things, relationships, um, they have new relationships and stuff. 
I'm not saying this very well, but I'm just saying that I want, you know, we all do grieve differently and there's yeah. no right or wrong way. Um, and I am just super glad that you, that you did that. And then it felt so good to you. Yeah. 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 So, so you were 20, correct? Mm -hmm. When Amy passed away. Um, and so just, you know, I, like I said, we're not going to go into his experience of losing his mom, but just if there was anything that you would want to share with others who maybe have already had loss at your age or may experience loss at your age, like, yeah, is there anything you'd want to share? Yeah. Um, I mean, to those who might have already lost, you know, somebody in their life that is a very important figure to them as my mom was to me. Um, I think what I did, I, I don't know, it's kind of hard to encapsulate it into one single, you know, process or anything, but I mean, I think my reaction then and still is just to look at whatever sort of memories I have, um, like memorialized of her in a sense, like my mom's Facebook, I go to a lot and I read through what other people have said and what she had posted while she was alive um, and being able to read her voice and know how it was that she talked, that makes me feel, you know, all, a bunch of emotions, but at the end of the day, like I feel good, you know, remembering who it was that my mom was as a person and um, getting to see her life, you know, almost, trying to imagine all the pieces of it together by looking at old photographs um, from before I was alive, you know, it, that is, I think, what brings me the most amount of emotion and, and helps me grieve over her passing. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's just personal method I've always kind of relied on is looking at photos and, and reading text messages and Facebook posts. Um, those have helped me a lot because it's great hearing her voice through those and then hearing what others had experienced with their relationship with her. So I've really enjoyed that. Hmm, that's good. And the benefit for you is that Amy was a photographer. So you have lots of pictures uh, yeah. to look back at, at least from, from, um, from certainly from the time that you guys were born and on Um and I also have gone back to her Facebook some. I'm, I'm so grateful now how open she was about her cancer journey because she did share a lot of some pretty deep thoughts about yeah. how she felt about things on her yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Those posts have been very emotional and touching for me to know how she was feeling in those, you know, very important times throughout her cancer journey, um, especially to the end. Um, I, I think a lot of times Jen was posting on her behalf on Facebook, but still providing updates that my mom, you know, was telling her. So it, it was interesting too, as I read through the Facebook, especially towards the end of my mom's life, um, still providing those updates to everyone who wanted to be informed. You can hear her voice and stuff kind of change, even though it's just text, like, um, paragraphs and everything, you can realize, you know, she's not as cognitive as she was before, but 
I think even though those are really hard to read for me because it kind of makes me realize how much of a struggle it was and the fight that she was putting up, it's it also reminds me of how hard it was that she fought to be here for so long. And um, that, you know, makes me again remember how amazing my mom was. And um, I think it's hard to realize that when you're young. And my mom was diagnosed when I was like 11 years old. So um, I've kind of had that been my memory the whole, my whole life. So at the beginning, I really didn't even know how serious it was just because I couldn't really process that as a child. So, um, seeing those posts now as an older, uh, I mean, I'm not really that much of an adult, but like (laughs) I'm an adult, I guess. So now I can understand it more and, um, I appreciate my mom's journey and, um, how hard she fought so yeah she yeah. sure did she sure did uh just one thing that I'll say to you is that I recently went went through some people who are going through um some hard times physically and emotionally and that and and there was just this heaviness that surrounded the whole situation which is which is normal but one thing that your mom always did is that she always like it was, it was never heavy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, have you ever experienced that? Like I literally, it felt like a weight was like on me with this, with this um, experience that I had recently. And it was never, and not never, there were heavy times because she went through some pretty significant procedures and things, but she never made, made it, made it heavy. It was yeah. always, you know, like she boy, that's what I look back on and go for nine years. Like, yeah. Yeah. That she was, was able to, to make it to be in a way that, you know, we all might've been camping out in ICU for three weeks, but it was, you know, like I said, some of, you know, some of my favorite times were those deep, dark moments in ICU. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, she definitely was amazing throughout her whole journey um, I think for me being raised by her through that whole time, um, I never really felt like she had cancer, which is crazy, you know, and I think about it now and I mean, probably more recently, I I thought about it a lot right after she passed away, but how lucky I felt being raised by her and to me felt pretty normal. You know, I was going to like lacrosse practice and she was going to chemo and that's just what we did it felt like we had our routines almost and I mean I don't know I think it just speaks to her strength that um she really still gave me and my sister so much love within our house and um you know fought to be there to raise us like that so Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of her yeah she had an amazing will to live. Her body just was depleted is the way I looked at it. Yeah. Her body just was, was, was exhausted of all the resources that, you know, nine years of treatment will have on a body. Um, but boy, she had a remarkable will to live. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks again for blowing up my daughters without moms and bringing all the new followers followers here and uh, for sharing with us today.
great speaking with you. I'm so glad I got to be on the podcast. If you'd like more information on my thoughts about the grief journey, please visit my website, www.yourgriefjourney.com. If you'd be interested in sharing your story on the podcast, please send me an email to daughterswithoutmoms at gmail.com.